Open up to uh, Genesis chapter 22. I'm going to talk about blessing. So the Hebrew root word um, of blessing, um, it means an act of adoration toward God or that man may benefit. You know, uh, you, you bless a person and you want them to benefit. You bless the Lord. It's an act of adoration. Also, peculiarly, um, it's also translated like as that, that same Hebrew root word has also been translated in the Old Testament as a curse when used as a euphemism toward God or a ruler. So uh, that's only in the Old Testament. It's a little peculiar thing. Um, the Greek, sorry, the Greek root word um, means to speak well of, to act and speak reverently toward, to adore, uh, wishing well or a benefit for someone. Okay, so the Hebrew and the Greek are slightly different, but there are similarities there. Uh, and blessing is a big part of our life in the Lord. And uh, we'll just go through a few scriptures. And I was just looking through the roster uh, earlier. It's been four weeks since <laughs> since I've given a talk. <laughs> and all a confluence of events, you know. Uh, Brian gave it and then Pastor Simon and then the combined meeting. So uh, uh, a bit green. Let's uh, go. Genesis 22 and uh, we'll start in verse 15. We've been reading a bit about Abraham uh, on Wednesdays. Lately, and here's a little bit more, uh, a major part of Abraham's life after he'd sacrificed or offered, sorry, he'd offered his son Isaac and, uh, and the Lord intervened there. Um, as a result of this action, we get to verse 15. Genesis 22 and verse 15 says, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself, have I sworn, saith the Lord. And it says elsewhere that he can't swear by any hire. You know, so he swears by himself. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies." And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. And here in the Revival Fellowship, we taught about prophecy and the, the ramifications of these words. And those four verses have massive ramifications today of what we see on earth. Uh, it, it's phenomenal. And uh, it's the Lord uh, saw something special in Abraham. He was he was separate to everyone else, an attitude that was so different that he just decided he wanted to bless this man and his descendants. Um, and so much so that uh, his descendants will be uh, multiplied abundantly uh, like the stars in heaven and the sand on the seashore. Uh, the gates of his enemies will be possessed so the, the enemies can be held back. But also... Uh, in the descendants of Abraham, the nations that come of him, other nations of the earth will be blessed if they become friends of those nations. And we see that today. Those that are enemies of uh, the descendants of Abraham, those nations do not prosper. It's as simple as that. But those other nations that do, 
uh, our friends, they do prosper. So this blessing the Lord uh, wanted to do and uh, for, for people, he wanted um, people to benefit. That benefit to give to a people is that blessing. And because Abraham was so special, he decided through him his descendants will be blessed. Deuteronomy chapter 28, famous chapter, the first part about blessings. Uh, God speaking to his chosen people, the descendants of Abraham. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 1. Deuteronomy chapter 28, and we'll start in verse 1. And it came to pass, sorry, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, like a poured out, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. And the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself as he hath sworn unto thee if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And then there's a list of curses which are basically opposite to these blessings. And these blessings are uh, quite thorough, (laughs) I'll bless you when you go out and come in. I'll bless you in the city and I'll bless you in the field. I'll bless you the fruit of your body. I'll bless the fruit of your uh, the stock, livestock, of the ground when you plant crops. Um, I'll bless you whatever you do, it even says. You know, whatever you, you think to do, I'll bless. And yeah, this was uh, for the nation of Israel in Old Testament times as a nation, but we read it 
as us, we're the modern Israel, we're the modern chosen people that are, uh, are separate, holy unto the Lord, and that others may see how the Lord blesses, right? So the Lord blesses that others may see. It's a testimony. The Lord wants to uh, show his love and his mercy and grant wonderful things unto a people as a testimony uh, uh, that others may see and want to be a part of his kingdom. And that's what it's always been the case. You know, uh, you read through the Old Testament, all these statutes and laws and all that sort of stuff, and throughout it, it reminds God's people that, hey, look, I chose you. You are strangers and sojourners and accept others as well, that if others are prepared to follow my commandments, then Invite them in. That's where you started as well. Remember that. And it's the same with us. We understand. We were so far from God once. The Lord desired to bless a people. So we look forward to what we call revival. More people coming to the fold. And, uh, and by our example, as we go about our lives, that others can see the Lord's blessing in our life. And they ask questions. And it's exciting when people ask questions. Um, and so that's the point of the Lord blessing a people. It's an outreaching opportunity. <laughs> the Lord's outreaching opportunity. Uh, Matthew chapter 5. Again, a, a famous little passage about blessings. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye, when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely, for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out, to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a high hill cannot, sorry, on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So again, of course, the reason I read from uh, verse 13 is Jesus introduced uh, these series of blessings and um characters, I guess, in people that result in him blessing. 
And all of those are characters of humility, you know, peacemaking. You know, uh, to make peace with someone, you go uh, in all humility to them. Uh, those that mourn, you know, contrite at heart, meek, you know, hungering and thirsting, having a desire for God, uh, poor in spirit. You know, these are, these are uh, all I can think of is that these are like lowly attributes. You know, instead of propping yourself up, you're letting God do it. And then they, these, these are people that are blessed, uh, doing it God's way. And then it leads straight into, you know, through that attitude of humility before the Lord, we then become the salt of the earth, making this earth a little bit palatable, <laughs> uh, sprinkling salt on it. And uh, the light of the world, you know, looking to these people, like uh, not being ashamed of what we have, you know, and that's testimony, people standing up here testifying uh, with all certainty what the Lord's done in their life, you know, uh, not being ashamed because it's true. His promises are yea and amen. It's true. You know, uh, there's no question about it. And, uh, and that's why it naturally leads in from these blessings, that, that uh, testimony to the rest of the world. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, and um, well, I must admit, it's, it's nice being blessed, isn't it? <laughs> it's a good thing. The Lord likes to bless, so let's let him bless us. As um read uh, elsewhere, you know, um, it says that Jesus wants uh, people's eyes to be open and their ears to hear that they may be healed, you know. Um, let us be open and receptive to what the Lord wants in our life, coming from that lowly perspective, lowly uh, 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 starting point for the Lord to lift us up. Uh, Romans 12 and uh, verse 9. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honour preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit. Excuse me. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. We read that recently, that patient in tribulation is such an important aspect to wait, you know, seek the Lord. Patience. Continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place under wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And this all ties in with uh, Matthew chapter 5. But in this, in amongst all this, it says in verse 14, Bless them which persecute you, 
bless and curse not. You know, those that, um, um, you know, that aspect of vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So here's this other, like if we think of what the word blessing, the root words that it comes from in the Greek. So bless them which persecute you, who are a pain, who um, uh, seem to do bad things to you. What the Lord's saying, he wants us to bless them. So he wants us to speak well of them. He wants to act and speak reverently toward them. He wants us to adore them. He wants us to wish well or for them to have a benefit in their lives. That's bizarre. Maybe the adore bit, maybe a bit out of way. But the best, the best thing, the best blessing you can hope on someone who persecutes you is they come to the Lord, get baptised and spirit-filled. And frankly, from a pragmatic point of view, when I've been in situations like this, and we all have, just think, oh, I so want them saved. <laughs> I want them saved. So if you want them saved, you of course you'd be polite, you'd be gracious, you know, see them come to the kingdom of God to, uh, to certainly understand what we understand. What an amazing blessing that is. And so that's that whole, the whole thing that I've been bringing out here. The Lord wishes to bless that more may come to the kingdom of God, even those that persecute you. And if there's vengeance required, Hey, that's the Lord can deal with that. He's the master judge. He lives in all time. He knows what's going on in their lives and he knows what's going on in your life. He understands and puts it all into perspective. We don't understand it all, but he does. And how he judges the outcome, we trust him that it's right. You know, and that but the whole blessing aspect is so important. And then, yeah, verse 20 adds to that. If thine enemy, enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. Be nice, polite. Um, and uh, the Lord can work it out. Because, um, yeah, when, when you start thinking you want this person saved, baptised and spirit-filled, you don't want anything bad to happen to them. You want them to come to the Lord. You don't want the Lord's vengeance to be seen in their life then. You want another saint. Uh, Luke chapter 6. Verse 27. Luke chapter 6 and verse 27. It says, uh, But I say unto you, which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. So that's the other aspect. Pray for those people that take. And unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, ye do also, sorry, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? So how is it that our, like if, if we only love them which love us, or if we only do good to those that do good to us, how are we separate? How are we a shining light, you know, uh, of a display of God's blessing in our lives? 
For sinners also love those that love them. But if you do good to them which do good to you, sorry, and if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great. See, that's, there's faith in this, faith in God. And ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Great advice, uh, but the Lord's just encouraging us to bless and curse not. Uh, good practical advice from Jesus' own mouth there uh, in uh, helping us, helping people be a good testimony for the Lord. That, uh, and then verse 38 rounds it off and says the reason we do this is that the Lord may bless us. <laughs> you know, we do this, the Lord finds opportunity to bless, to, um, to wish wish well on us and to give us a benefit. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 7. First Peter chapter 4. And verse 7, it says here, But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, and watch under prayer. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. Excuse me. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. And the Lord hasn't... Uh, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll say it straight. Uh, the Lord has given us a chapter in the Bible that lists things that equal charity. If, um, if you're doing things, uh, to uh, saying things, doing things, you can check with 1 Corinthians chapter 13, is that showing my love? Am I being patient? Am I being kind? You know, uh, love uh, doesn't vaunt itself. You know, it gives us practical things to kind of think in our mind, oh, Wait a minute, love, I do these. This is what love equals. And, uh, and we can check that. And, uh, and it says here, fervent charity among yourselves, one for another. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Verse 9, uh, use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. And that's the point. That's why we're here, that uh, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. 
to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For if the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. So there's patience, there's overcoming, you know, as it rounds off there, um, commit in well-doing unto a faithful creator. That faith, you know, uh, we, we continue day after day through faith that God's got it in hand. And, um, and we've got the spirit in us, like what lies within you, live peaceably with all men. We've got the spirit in us to lie, that's what lies in us. And uh, great advice there, um, like about the fiery trial, you think, oh, uh, some, and we're all subject to this. Why am I suffering this? Why is this happening to my life? And it's saying, look, don't think that, it's, um, that you're so special to suffer that trial. <laughs> It's common to all men, these things. But the point is that God gets the glory and his glory will be revealed. Um, and it even says, if you reproach for the name of Christ, happy are ye. Because you're getting that reproach as a result of being a testimony and as a result of the Lord blessing your life, if that makes sense, that logic. Um, Psalm 103, a slightly different Take on the word blessing now, Psalm 103, but it still means the same thing. The root word is still the same word. Psalm 103 and verse 1. Psalm 103 and verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. We'll just stop there. So here's this aspect, and uh, we'll go through a couple more scriptures, where we bless the Lord. It's opposite. Like the scripture we've been reading so far is the Lord blessing us. And that's logical to us. You know, we're human beings. God is almighty God. Like it, the Lord blessing us is his desire. But then it can be odd, an odd concept when you think about it. We bless the Lord. Mere mortals. You know, 
what does that matter to the Lord? <laughs> he's the, he's the all-powerful one. But here's this aspect, is blessing the Lord. And if we take it into context of what the word is being translated, what word it's being translated from, is like we bless the Lord that, um, that his power may continue to be revealed on earth. That, um, that he would, that his glory, sorry, people will understand his glory. That uh, people will praise him. That what he wants to see in people's lives actually happens. Um, we wish for a benefit to the Lord that. Oh, I'm finding this hard to explain, but I'm hoping you get it. Get it. We wish to see God's will prevail. That's what I think it is, yeah. We wish to see God's will prevailed here in people's lives. So we bless the Lord. It's our desire to see that. And then it throws back onto us as well. We bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Uh, bless his holy name. He's so special. And we don't forget his benefits. It's a two-way thing. And when we think about it, that God... Uh, is like us. We've been creating it, created in his image, you know, uh, and he has the same character that we have. So if we bless him, we're blessing other saints as well, him and other saints, uh, that, um, that people may see his work and respond to him. I'm finding that very hard to explain, but I'm hoping you've got a bit of an idea. <laughs> it's hard to explain how we can bless God. <laughs> But it's true, it's an important thing, it's an important aspect, uh, who forgives all our iniquities. Yes, Lord, bless you, Lord, that you may continue to forgive people's iniquities, that you may crown people with loving kindness and tender mercies. Bless you, Lord. Let it keep happening. Let it perpetuate here on earth. Revelation chapter 5, penultimate scripture. Revelation chapter 5. And verse 11, Revelation chapter 5 and verse 11. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honour and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth for ever and ever. So blessing and honour and glory. So it says in verse 12, worthy is the lamb to receive blessing. Okay? Now we went through scriptures earlier and through which avenue do people receive blessing from the Lord? Utter humility. And worthy is the lamb, this little lamb, Jesus Christ, through humility laid his life down. For God, um, thy will be done, not mine. You know, he, he came on earth, 
born in a manger. Um, he wandered about. He had no home even. He borrowed other people's homes. He, he was the, the son of the living God was most humble. And the Lord lifted him up. So he is worthy. He is worthy to receive the blessing as a result of that and, he, and ultimately laying his life down in all humility to the will of God. He understood the will of God and he went with it. Uh, it caused great anguish, as we have read, but he still did it. And, uh, so, and then it says in um, verse 13, Blessing and honour and power be unto him that sits on the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever, to God and Jesus. They are worthy of much blessing uh, because of what they've done. Abraham received that blessing as a result of what he did. God, Jesus Christ, have done so much in people's lives. They are worthy of much blessing. And we have mouths, we have uh, minds, eyes, ears, we have feet that we walk on. Uh, we, can, we are in a position to bless the living God and Jesus Christ by what we do and what we say. Finish up Psalm 68. Psalm chapter 68 and verse 18. Psalm chapter 68, and we'll start in verse 18. Thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Salah. So verse 18 is referring to Jesus Christ. He led captivity captive. You can read that uh, quoted in the New Testament. Um, But Jesus came, and it, it just frames it really well in this psalm that the Lord God might dwell among them. As a result of what Jesus Christ did, sacrificed himself, it made it possible that the Lord God may dwell among us, in us, forgiving that sin, taking away that barrier, that the Lord God might dwell among them. As a result, bless the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. (laughs) Again, really well worded. You know, when you bless someone, you wish a benefit for them. The Lord loads us with benefits. (laughs) Opens the windows of heaven. Uh, Our cup runneth over, pressed down, shaken together. Even the God of our salvation to save us from this untoward generation, to save us from this world that we may dwell with him forever. Okay, thank you.